0: Good morning, good crisp morning from southwest Georgia, USA. This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it just because God is God and God made this day. Uh, We're going to be in Psalm 23 for a few moments here. I'm gonna stall just for a second or two to see if some of you that are online will click on make a comment make a thumbs up let me know that you're with me what we're doing is we started yesterday in uh, Psalm 22 today will be Psalm 23 and we're going to go numerically I think through the 30s or maybe 40s and um, then we'll I think the thirties, we'll move up some toward the end of Psalms. We're trying to do not every Psalm, but in uh, September and October, we're trying to read through the Psalms. Um, and uh, there's 150 Psalms. There's not 150 days in September and October. So we'll just work through some Psalms for the end of uh, the rest of October. And then November, we may go into one of the gospels. When Psalm 23 yesterday was Psalm 22. Um, The video I shared was from Jonah chapter 3. It was before our worship service yesterday. I'm preaching through the book of Jonah on Sunday mornings. And so um, that Jonah 3.1, if you go back and look at the video yesterday, just really grabbed me this past week. And that's what I shared with you yesterday. So today is uh, Psalm 23. Maybe the most familiar psalm of all. Maybe. Uh, David probably wrote it when he was an old fella. Uh, a lot of water had probably gone under the bridge. Uh, he was no longer a young buck, Got a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more mature. He could sit back and reflect upon life a little bit. Like, I don't think I'm old, but some people say I am. But I do have enough years behind me that I can kind of sit back and reflect upon life, I can reflect upon the last 50 something years of walking with the Lord, kind of like David's doing in Psalm 23. And so he he begins in Psalm 23, and like if 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 you ever read the Bible, and probably most of you that are watching do, um he begins by saying, The Lord is my shepherd. Now sh- stop right there for a moment. Because after that, that, that's a definitive statement. And then after that, he's gonna bring more definitive statements, but they're all going to be birthed or following that one statement, the Lord is my shepherd. So listen to what he says after the Lord is my shepherd. Number one, I shall not want. Number two, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Number three, He leads me beside still waters. Number four, he restores my soul. Uh, Number five, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for he is with me, that's number six. His rod and his staff, they comfort me, that's seven. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, that's eight. He anoints my head with oil, that's nine. My cup runs over, that's 10. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life that's 11 and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever that's 12 did y'all see that uno dos tres cuatro cinco seis siete ocho nueve diez once doce, doce he brings doce he brings 12 affirmations that what God will do what God is doing and what God will do. Now watch this. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and because Jesus is the Son of God, Jesus is God. Watch this. God does not change in his nature. God does not change God does not change in his character. He makes these twelve bold affirmations, but they're all birthed from the very first statement. <clears throat> the very first statement, we're in Psalm 23. <clears throat> the Lord is My shepherd. Now, I know, please don't send me hate mail. Please don't do that, okay? I'm going to miss some things. I'm going to miss some golden nuggets the next few minutes here in Psalm 23. We could literally unpack Psalm 23 for weeks or months. There's so much written richness here, but we only have a few minutes to touch on a few thoughts here. So when he starts out by saying, the Lord is my shepherd, that's a that's a phrase of relationship the lord is my shepherd he doesn't say the lord is the shepherd but we know that the lord is the shepherd jesus is the good shepherd so we know that the lord is the shepherd we know that god is god but can you say my god you see in In chapter 22, David said, my God, my God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? David felt forsaken of God. I mentioned this yesterday in church service. David felt forsaken of God. Most of us have probably felt that way at some time in our life. We felt like God has forsaken us. The good news is your feelings will kind of fool you sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, your feelings will fool you sometimes. Sometimes our feelings aren't reality. Because Hebrews 13, 5 says it is written that he shall never leave thee nor forsake thee. So if you're a follower of Jesus, if he is your shepherd, if you have a relationship with Jesus, then the promise to you is, hey Liz, the promise to you is he will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5. So think about this a minute now. So when David said in Psalm 22, my God, my God, that was a personal affirmation. Chapter 23 The Lord is my shepherd. He's speaking out of personal relationship with the shepherd. So if you wiggle back to Psalm 22, this is an amazing thing. I know y'all know this, but like it just grabbed me yesterday in the middle of a worship service. Psalm 22, Jesus quoted on the cross. When he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Have you ever thought about that? Jesus didn't feel forsaken. Jesus was forsaken, abandoned on the cross, remember it got dark for four hours, and Jesus cried out, my God, my God, personal relationship, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For the only time in history, the only time in eternity, hey, Rosie, the father and son were separated. Yeah, yeah, the father forsook, the father abandoned the son. You go, oh, that can't be, sure. The Bible says not only did he take our sins, 2 Corinthians 5.21, Jesus became our sin. On the cross, God was judging mankind, but through his son. On the cross, Jesus didn't just take my sin. He became my sin. Every sin I've ever committed, every sin you've ever committed, Jesus became, and God judged that sin. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. So Jesus shed his blood, and while the Father was pouring out his wrath, judging sin, his son, it became dark because God cannot look upon sin. And watch this, the the beautiful communion of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit was temporarily interrupted while God the Father dealt with sin. And so because of that, their fellowship was interrupted and it caused Jesus to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God, forsaken of God. Hey, Sister, hey, Mark. God, forsaken of God. Yeah. Think about this. Are are you a child of God? Have you been born again? Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Most of you watching right now will say, yes, 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 watch this. God did something with his son that he cannot do with you. God forsook his son. And then he goes on to say, it goes on to say in Hebrews 13, 5, God will never forsake you. Watch this. God cannot forsake you because he forsook his son and took care of the sin problem. All that's birthed out of a relationship. It's also interesting that on the cross, when they were crucifying Jesus, Jesus said, Father, Father, Term of endearment. Father, term of relationship. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And then the last saying from the cross, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And he gave up the ghost and died. But right there in the middle, my God, my God, do you see that? Father, a term of relationship, but fellowship and closeness. Father, forgive them. And the conclusion, the same word of endearment. Father, Abba. Father, Abba. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he gave up the ghost and he died. But in the middle, it was my God, my God. Not a term of endearment. Not a term of closeness. Not a term of relationship. Excuse me, fellowship. The fellowship had been interrupted. So he did not say, Abba. He called him my God, my God. Do you see that? In that same vein, when David starts writing Psalm 23, he says, the Lord is my shepherd my shepherd chapter 22 my god chapter 18 my shield chapter 18 my buckler chapter 27 my light chapter 27 my salvation the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid relationship 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 so Here's just an observation for me, an older guy now looking back, kind of like David wrote Psalm 23, no doubt reflecting on his own life. We, you know, we we often say claim this scripture, walk in that scripture. And it's true because God's word is true. But watch this. If the Lord is not your shepherd, you cannot claim this. I shall not want. He guides me by making me lie down in green pastures. He protects me beside the still waters. He restores my soul and all those others. Only those who have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If we can say the Lord is my shepherd, we can say, I will not want everything I need. Somehow God provides it. And that's my testimony and Vicki's testimony. We don't know how God's done it. You know, we, we Actually, we quit trying to figure it out years ago. About how God has met all of our need. We shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Sometimes, like I'm going to and fro, sometimes He makes me because He cares for me. He makes me and reminds me, coming to me, all you that laboring and heavy laden, I give you rest. Stop going back and forth. Here, lie down. He leads me beside the still waters. I understand sheep cannot swim and sheep will not cross like. Flowing water, the sheep need to be by still water. He restores my soul. He, hey, Jackie, He restores my soul. In fact, that's one of the reasons Jesus came. Luke chapter four, Isaiah chapter sixty-one. He restores my soul. So, don't have time to go all of, but I, I do want you to notice a shifting here. I want you to notice a shifting here because this psalm is birthed out of relationship. Okay, so if you can say, "The Lord is my shepherd," not "The Lord is the shepherd," like you have a relationship with Christ. You can, you can for yourself, embrace and accept all those 12 affirmations, okay? Now, watch is shifting here. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He leads me. He restores. He leads me. Then verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Watch this. You are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table. You anoint my head. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow melody, and I will dwell in the house. So do you see what he does? In the first three, he's talking about the Lord, my shepherd. He will. He, he, he. And then he gets personal. He gets personal. And then he says, You will. And that's my encouragement to you today. If the Lord is your shepherd, don't just refer to him as this ethereal being. The Lord is my shepherd. Yes, he is. I said he makes me go personal you anoint my head with oil you prepare a table you see the shifting there from the lord my shepherd to you it's like he's just talking to the lord like some of you've already talked to the lord today lord you are my shepherd i shall not want you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy so anyway Psalm 23 Psalm 23 those 12 affirmations will only be in effect in your life if the lord is your shepherd and if he is you can walk in perfect peace the remainder of your life and those 12 affirmations and then I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago i've mentioned it two or three times when i saw it everybody wants a prophetic word right everybody wants a prophetic word i'm gonna give you a prophetic word right now you're ready if the lord is your shepherd okay look at me if the lord is your shepherd surely Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And then when that's done, you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. No matter how bad it looks, no matter how bad you think it is, the word of God says, surely goodness and mercy are going to follow you all the days of your life. Amen and hallelujah. Hey, give a thumbs up, an emoji, a comment, whatever. If these, if these videos are a blessing to you, put them on your Facebook page. Get them out. If you know somebody that needs this word today, get it out to them. That's the way God can use you to change your world.